This All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am adjusting my screen for a moment. I'm Lisa Ta here, your host. I am delighted that you've taken your time out today. Thank you so very much. My guest today today is a personal colleague and friend. In just a few minutes, we're going to be with Dr. Ronald Alexander discussing his second book having to do with core creativity. So hang in here with me. He's a beautiful soul. Sitting with him, speaking with him really grounds me. And I know you're going to have the same experience hearing from his wisdom upon our minds holding the keys to our creativity and our lives. Before we spend our time with Dr. Ron, I want to share with you my website, nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. I'm a licensed therapist and I am accepting new clients. If you're looking to work with a holistic practitioner, and I would just love and be honored. I offer a complimentary consultation. Email me, lisa at nolatherapy.com. My kitty cat's trying to get in on the video. And then lastly, it's it's winter time. My skin has been drying out completely. Our skin is the largest organ of our body. It's so important to care for it. And that's where Blossoma Botanicals steps in. I'm holding up their sunscreen moisturizer. I have been using their products the last couple months. I love them. And as my listener and viewer, Blissoma Botanicals is offering you 30% off to try out their products, which are all sourced from nature. Flower blossoms, berries, barks, and roots are chosen for their specific properties. And Blossoma Botanical products contain 75% active ingredients compared to other over-the-counter store-bought products, which just have 1% to 5% active ingredients. And I'm wearing no makeup today. My skin is clear, even, and moisturized. Go to the link below. Choose from one of four skincare sets. You get five products. Thank you, Blossoma Botanicals, for supporting this show. I love your products. Okay, I'm going to bring Dr. Ron, I'm going to bring you into the video stream. Hello. Hello. I want to tell our audience more about you, Dr. Ron, because you have been a leader in holistic psychology for over 35 years, pioneering mindfulness and meditation. You are the executive director of the Open Mind Training Institute in Santa Monica, California. You have been on All Things Therapy before discussing your first book, Wise Mind, Open Mind, Finding Purpose and Meaning in Times of Crisis, Loss, and Change. You've lectured and taught all over the world. And today I'm really happy to hear you share more about your latest book, Core Creativity, the mindful way to unlock your creative self. Delight to be back with you. Thank you, Dr. Ron. I remember when you were on the podcast before you spoke about core creativity as a 
crucial element in moving beyond crisis. What inspired you to write a book entirely about our core creativity? Well, several things. Um, during the pandemic, um, I had a lot of free time because after 35 years of being constantly out on the road, teaching in Japan, Australia, Europe, Canada, um, we were in lockdown, which was akin to prison, monastery, <laughs> ashram, cave. So it was a lot of quiet time. Yeah. And so I started to go through my files and um, think back over the four decades, now going on 46 years of working with people here in uh, Los Angeles in the television, the film, uh, the music industry, and in the last 15 years, the dot-com industry. And okay. all of these folks are very, very creative people. And so over the years, many of them had a lot of struggles with bipolar disorder, mm. uh, depression, severe bouts of anxiety, uh, things like burnout is very common, uh, as most people don't know that when musicians go out on the road and they do a long tour, they come back and then oftentimes their nervous systems and their physio physiological health go into a state of uh, crash or shock because okay. there's so much adrenaline um, and endorphins built when you're performing and you're touring and you're meeting people and, and you're on the go for anywhere from two months up to uh, one or two years. Some wow. The big acts uh, go out. And so people very early in my career, starting back at um, my very first holistic health center was the Center for Health and Healing. And it was at uh, the Cedar sinai Medical Office Towers at 8631 West 3rd Street uh, in West uh, Hollywood. And at that uh, juncture in my career, I was just starting out and I was still paying down student loans. And I was teaching Kundalini Yoga, mm. mindfulness meditation, as, as a means for surviving uh, when you start, first start out your private practice. And in one of my yoga classes, um, a woman whose husband was a producer uh, in Hollywood, she sent him in to uh, come in for counseling. And he was suffering from bipolar disorder. And his greatest fear was, well, if I do this yoga and this meditation and or if I go on lithium, which is a, a salt, mm -hmm. um, I'm afraid it's going to take away my, my highs, my, my mania, because, you know, I'm so creative when I'm coming off my manic high. And it took me many, many months to kind of really negotiate with him because you can't really tell someone what they should do. Although right. oftentimes I do tell people, I don't think you should do that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you're flying high in mania right. and you're filled with creative ideas. I don't think you should get on the, the phone and start calling CAA and ICM and, and telling them about, you know, the greatest next screenplay that's ever uh, to be written. And so over time, I was able to get uh, patients who were really suffering with bipolar disorder, but were enormously gifted. Mm-hmm to undergo taking some forms of medications. Uh, back then, though, of course, in history, most of the medications were just absolutely 
horrifically terrible. Except right, with the side effects. Oh, just terrible. You know, the 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 pre-psychiatric designer meds, you know, mm. were literally medieval. I mean, they were just mm -hmm. effects they had on people oftentimes more damaging <laughs> than whatever it was that they were suffering. With. I agree. And so what I used to do is I would negotiate with them to come to my yoga classes in the evenings and also to start a daily mindfulness meditation practice. And I, I promised them that over time, because I myself, I come from a long line of Irish depressives. Mm. My own father was bipolar. Now, fortunately, it skips a generation. And okay. so it skipped me. But melancholia and what they call dysthymia yes. didn't skip me. You know, okay. I've had to deal with that lifelong, you know, the intense, melancholic, dark moods. However, what I discovered with myself and then, of course, um, with patients is the darkness of any form of depressive mood is like an ocean that we swim in. Mm. But when we're in that ocean, we're not really creative. It's when we, when the, the uh, healthy warm wave comes and it drops us and lands us on the beach. Yes. The, the metaphor of dry land, ground, mm -hmm. that's when we have the opportunity to become more creative. Once I was talking with um, Leonard Cohen, the yeah. great singer, songwriter, uh, extraordinary, prolific uh, poet. And he said, yes, that ocean I've, I swim with and mm -hmm. I've swam in and I'll probably be swimming in my whole life. However, I never really created from swimming in the, the depressive ocean. Right. I always created in what we call the shift state. And so one of the things that I did, Lisa, is I interviewed um, 10 different uh, well-known creatives in uh, music, art, uh, mu uh, film, um, and television in Broadway. And I also did hundreds and hundreds of hours of research on people who suffer from depression and bipolar disorder in uh, great creative people uh, throughout history. And people who are interested, if they uh, read the book Core Creativity, that's my yes. new book, um, they'll have synopsises of all these various uh, types of emotional and, and mental disorders in their relationship to creativity. And one of the biggest takeaways to, to unpack is that the fuel for being creative can come out of pain and suffering mm -hmm. and um, the, the high and the low. That's sort of like a fuel, um, but you have to get grounded in balance to actually do healthy, creative work. Anytime in my own personal life, if I've been tormented or I was going through the, a breakup uh, of a relationship or you know, once my house came down the hill in Laurel Canyon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it yeah. was so painful in yeah. my, my dream home. And for years, I was really suffering. But there came a time where the shift state occurred. Mm -hmm. where, like you wake up in the morning 
and it's as if the fog around the bridge in San Francisco has receded. Yes, beautiful analogy. And the sun comes out. And then I remember um, getting up in, in, for days and weeks and months, writing and organizing all of my university lectures. And I had this like incredible new um, resiliency. Mm-hmm. So people who, who suffer but are creative, they need to remember that there's always the shift state. Does that shift state have to do with the absorbing mind that you talk about, Dr. Ron? Um, well, in the book, there's three qualities uh, um, that I talk about that make an um, axiomatic formula mm-hmm. for how to be, be more in touch with your creativity. And so there's three states of mind. Absorbing mind is the first state where I encourage people to go out and to go to museums, art galleries, go to symphony concerts, go take in rock concerts, take in music that you, like, let's say you're into rock and roll and you never listen to jazz. Okay. Somebody who's a musician, I want you for the next month to take in jazz as much as you can because something happens in the neurons of your brain when you go outside of the formula that you usually are used to feeding yourself and nourishing mm-hmm. yourself with. So absorbing mine, uh, I'll give you an example. I was um, at the tail end of the U2 tour in 1993 in Dublin, and I ended up um, socially yeah, uh, sitting in um, the hotel pub because I was on the same floor as the band Yeah, uh, with the lead um, guitarist, uh, Edge, and his lovely wife Molly and we were talking and he described to me um, he said we after we finished the Joshua Tree record which was really it was a pinnacle yeah activity for them he said we really felt that we had uh, exhausted the arc Mm. of, of our creativity from the time we were unknown and we first became known as a punk band and it's hard to imagine you two as a punk band. It is. But if you go into history on YouTube and you you, you type in U2 punk uh, stage. Interesting. Cool. They, they evolved from punk. And so he said that what they did was they decided as a band, because they do everything uh, t- together. There's no one uh, individual leader. It, very similar to the Beatles. Um, mm-hmm. It was always four, and then you two, there's four. And they decided that they would leave Dublin and they'd go to Berlin, of all places, where it's cloudy and rainy and yeah. cold and damp. And there are underground music clubs, and there's an enormous amount of art and culture and music. So that's absorbing mind, stage mm-hmm. one of core creativity. Go out and immerse yourself and absorb as much as you can and take that in. The second stage of uh, core creativity is open mind. Mm -hmm. So after you've gone out and you've absorbed as much um, creative uh, nutrients as you can, as well as you can sit at home and you can read books on art 
or you can pick up Yoko Ono's wonderful book called One. And it's like all about the life of an artist and all of her earlier photography um, experiments and um, her music. And it's just an extraordinary um, deep dive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, I have it here somewhere. Um, I oftentimes will sit with that for an hour or two and just take mm. in, let it nourish me. So that's absorbing mind. The second stage in core creativity is what I deemed open-mindedness or open-mind consciousness. And that grew out of um, not only my study of all the great uh, musical composers like Beethoven and Mozart and Tchaikovsky and Da Vinci is when we were uh, talking in, um, in Dublin after the concert, mm-hmm. the edge said um, for months and months and months um, before they went to Berlin, he was having dreams and he was getting downloads of this entire new direction for their music, which mm. then after they went to uh, Berlin became Achtung Baby. Okay. And, and so when you listen to Joshua Tree, which, you know, soaring, um, spiritual, uh, symphonic uh, yes. melody. And then you turn on Akchung Baby and you say, this is the same group? Uh-huh. Because they went in a completely 180 degree different direction. And he said he was dreaming. He was dreaming the sounds, dreaming the lyrics. Um, he, he's a yogi. He meditates. He does yoga. Yes. Received downloads. And so um, in, he, he asked me, he said, well, you know, what, what, what do you call that? I mean, what do you think about that? And I yeah. said, well, what you're experiencing is what all the great creatives, poets, philosophers, writers, musicians, Mozart. Mozart used to hear this symphony in its entirety. Mm. And he would be writing the string section and he would simultaneously be hearing every other aspect of the symphony, like in this overwhelming, extraordinary way. And I said, that's open mind. Your, beautiful. Your consciousness has broken free of the ordinary waking state of ego mind that we usually identify as my, me, myself. Um, but that's a very, very limited uh, frame and space in consciousness. Yes. When you can drop the personal self and in for creativity and in my first book too, I talk about that you go into nobody training. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I learned from Ramdas when I was a very, very young man um, in Amherst, Massachusetts. And he said that you have to take time on the spiritual pra- path. As you're trying to become somebody, and you're working on becoming somebody um, when you're in psychotherapy or psychoanalysis or uh, any form of uh, healing, mind-body healing method. Yes. You have to build up the self because most of us, because of our childhoods and or samskaric genetic uh, patterning, we have a certain amount of deficit, emptiness, uh, lack of fulfillment, uh, low sense of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Ramda said, we first have to build you up so you can become somebody 
And then in the Buddhist tradition of wise mind and no mind, then you can let go of the ego and you can become nobody. And becoming nobody really is a metaphor for moving from knowing, you know, the ego yes. mind that knows to not knowing. And so being, that, I said. Being, yeah. Absolutely, Lisa. Being. Yeah. That's, so, so yeah, the, you're answering everything I've wanted to raise so far. Right, I love, please keep let, going. Let me do. Yeah, let, keep so going. Three in core creativity. So you have um, absorbing mind, nourishing, nurturing, either sitting at home and listening to music and going through books or going out uh, into the world, which I do all the time, um, whether I'm in New York or I'm, I'm here in Los Angeles. Open mind. So then you're getting the individual ego out of the way, mm -hmm. getting it quiet so that the big mind, uh, you can expand into big mind. And then the third stage of core creativity for creatives I found is that the third stage is called activating mind. See, one of the problems that, for example, if you, I was talking about bipolar disorder uh, earlier, is one of the problems with mania and hypomania is, yes, the rocket upthrust of the mania drops you into this incredible place where you think you're going to come up with the greatest new uh, mind-body healing program and, and that's ever been on the planet. Mm -hmm. And you can be writing for hours and hours and there's all this um, wild free-floating of ideas and flight of fantasy, but it's very ungrounded. In um, activating mind, you'd have to chunk things down, structure, be grounded, and then take all the downloads that you receive and create something with it. You have to take action. It's not enough just to receive. It's not enough just to open into open mind, but you mm -hmm. must activate and to put into uh, everyday uh, mind something that uh, you wish to invent or innovate around or um, reinvent or uh, invent with some sense of fresh, unique uh, originality. Dr. Ron, when we're in that open mind state of being, is that when our minds are connected with universal mind or would it yep. be more in the activated mind state? No, that's right, Lisa. When you're in open mind, you have access to your own personal unconscious. But more importantly, the Swiss psychiatrist, the very first spiritual psychologist, Carl Jung, he introduced to us that there's the personal conscious, there's the pre-conscious, there's your personal unconscious, and then there's the collective unconscious. And the collective unconscious is part of that universal mind. And so, for example, we say um, in the Vedas that there are... <coughs> information banks called the Akashic records where all records of all wisdom, knowledge, information, they're stored. Yes. That's in, in big mind. That's universal yes. mind. 
in also in the Akashic records, uh, just because we're using that as a metaphor, mm -hmm. um, all music is there, all poetry, mm. all imagination. And so you break free of the individual self and you expand into collective unconscious, you expand into um, infinite, pure, pristine, non-dual spaciousness of pristine creativity. And so you're able to, to tap in. And so another thing that I write about in the book called Creativity is downloads. Yes. So we can get a download literally from that sense of, oh, that idea came from above. I was in Greece and I was swimming one afternoon and I got a whole chapter while I was swimming in the water. Got the whole, whole chapter from beginning to yeah. end. Just sort of like a, a computer printout. And I went, wow. And, you know, I went back to my casa and I uh, typed it uh, all out nonstop, like four or five hours, and then went out to dinner around 10 or 11 o'clock at night that night. So that's a download. Yes. Then, in, uh, out of great respect for Mother Earth, Gaia, mm -hmm. the feminine. See, all creativity, actually, creativity really is, is not a masculine energy. Activation is how we tap into the masculine energy to get something made. Got it. But creativity in its essence comes from the mother, the ma, the, the feminine, the yin, the receptive. And so the second portal, one is the download. The second portal is what I call the upload from Gaia, from Mother Earth. Um, I encourage people who want to feel uh, creative, take your shoes off, go outside, walk around in your backyard, in the grass, yes. put your feet into mud. Um, and, and why do we want to do that? Well, in India, which we call the mother, Mother India, every time I've been to India, I always ask, I want to go to the White Lotus Farms. And what does the most beautiful flower in India grow in? Mud. Mud. Yes. Mud. And mud is a symbol of alchemy and the mm -hmm. shadow and working with the dark side. So we want to immerse ourselves in the mud to become more creative. And then the third, so there's the download, there's the upload from Gaia, Mother Earth, getting more in touch with your femininity, uh, respecting the mother, respecting uh, the, the yin, uh, female uh, receptivity, the, the softer, the gentler aspects of the self are important, paying homage to that. And then the third is what I call an inload. And an inload comes from the heart. Mm. It's, I, ask, I suggest to people that want to become more creative to meditate not only on your third eye in the Ajna Center, which is about intuition and psychic and healing ability, but to meditate on the heart center. Yes. I feel that getting warm and vibrating. I imagine breathing through my heart and just you can really feel an activation there when you center your breath in that area of your body. And yeah. it's blissful to drop into that place. Yes. And so I teach a simple meditation where I ask people to put their left hand on, the, on their actual physical heart and then the right hand on top of that 
and to go inside and to spend five to 10 minutes a day just receiving from the inload, from the inside out, from the intuitive, subtle quality of self-experience. It's beautiful. I've always felt an affinity for you and your work and the way that you actually are able to communicate these ideas and these these experiences that are in the metaphysical world and make them really practical. I love so much in your work, Dr. Ron. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And you've addressed the things I was going to speak to you about regarding in, in core creativity, where you write about the role of dreams. And you talked about that when you were with the U2, uh, when you were with Edge and Mm -hmm. he shared with you his dream and what that was about. And I also like your no self meditation in the book that you offer. Yes. The no self. That's wonderful. Yeah. And Dr. Ron, you know, it's so the work that you're doing in this book with the mind, I am going to share with listeners a drink called magic mind that not ironically, is really about having a clear and open mind. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, I'd like for you to just kind of close up with us some parting thoughts and ways that we can add to our lives principles found in core creativity. So as Dr. Ron is talking about the power of our mind and sitting to receive, getting beyond our ego mind and our bodies even kind of constant demands or needs, it can be hard if you're experiencing anxiety. And that's why my favorite drink is called Magic Mind. It is a little two-ounce shot filled with delicious things like echinacea, vitamin C, matcha, ashwanga, and I know I just mispronounced that, forgive me, turmeric, lion's mane mushrooms, cordyceps mushrooms, and these ingredients help our minds to focus. They contain properties that naturally relieve anxiety, and I feel it in the morning as I drink it next to my coffee. I want to offer it to you. Take 40% off a monthly subscription or 20% off a one-time order. Please go check out Magic Mind. They are at magicmind.co forward slash Lisa T, my name, and use the code Lisa T20 for either 40% off a one month subscription or 20% off an order. And tell me if you are not feeling more relaxed and focused. Forbes calls it the world's first productivity drink. That's a powerful statement by Forbes. Okay, Dr. Ron. How do you feel like concluding things with us? I feel in this, this beautiful meditative place with you. Well, one thing is just so that people have, I'd like to give people gifts. And so I would suggest that um, they apply three fundamental useful principles to become more of a core creative. And that's number one is every night uh, you're the recipient of a whole host of dreams and to when you wake up in the morning to write your dreams down or to talk them into your iPhone uh, or your mobile phone and then work with them. Mm. Listen to them. Try to extract out themes of, of feelings, of imagination, of ideas, of directions, of spiritual lessons. Uh, the, the dreams also come from the wisdom self. And so there's always nuggets of wisdom 
you know, when you're trying to make a decision about something, don't try to do it with your conscious mind. I say to my patients all the time, I think it's time to have a series of dreams about making this decision. Let's see what your unconscious wants to do. Second, I love that. Is it my my wheelhouse is mindfulness meditation, um, but I have studied most of all the major um, meditation disciplines and cross-cultural systems of uh, yoga and meditation and spiritual pathways. So take some form of meditation, you know, mind's mindfulness. Uh, it can be Christian prayer. It could be um, contemplative prayer, transcendental meditation. But meditate 12 to 20 minutes once or twice a day. Every morning I sit for 40 minutes and then after we're finished here, I'll go and I'll sit for another 20 minutes. And um, a certain amount of, say, five or 10 minutes of that time is just receiving, just opening into open mind. Mm. And then the third thing is to get out in nature as much as you can. Hopefully you can do it every day because of all the core creators I've studied, and there's actually a book um, that someone else has written called The Daily Rituals of Creatives is one of the uh, great similarities is creatives go out into nature and either take what's called a daily walk. Because when you're moving, uh, there's a concept in bioenergetic therapy that when there's more movement, there's more breathing, and then there's more feeling. It's like, mm. it's like a triangle. More movement, more breathing, more feeling. And so to get out into nature, go and sit by a stream, Go walk and take a hike. Go off into the woods. Lay down in the meadow in the afternoon and with sunglasses on. Look at the, the clouds for 10, 15, 20 minutes. If you're sitting at the ocean, just sit there. No agenda, just receiving. And to practice those three things as much as you can, and it, they will enrich you. They will feed you. They will nourish you. There's the fuel for the creative. Dr. Ron, I agree 100%. You can even feel, I feel when I sit at the ocean and just receive, it's powerful. It's a physical experience, even the waves, the energy, and just to, I let my mind just kind of be absorbed in those sounds. And I start to feel at one mm -hmm. with all of everything of creation, mm -hmm. with creation. And that's what you're talking about in this beautiful book, Core Creativity. Thank you for taking your time with us, Dr. Oh, Ron. Pleasure always to be with you, Lisa. Always. And so much love to you. And congratulations on your new book. Thank you, Dr. Ron. I appreciate that so much from you. And you endorsed it, which is of such an honor for me. Thank you. Of course. Big right. love to you and happy holidays. Namaste. Namaste. That concludes today's show with Dr. Ronald Alexander. Get his book here, Core Creativity, The Mindful Way to Unlock Your Creative Self Everywhere Books Are Sold. And check out his website, ronaldalexander.com. All of my love to you, however you're celebrating this holiday season. I will be back with you next week with another episode. All of my love. Mwah. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on 
for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. Reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness one conversation at a time.